Welcome back, Radio Entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes, and I'm excited to introduce you all to the sixth family business panel discussion with the FBA. This topic is the Great Economic Reset. In this family business-related summer 2022 edition of the panel discussion, we'll be covering topics related to creating organizational stability during economic instability, strategies for leading a family business through inflation and supply chain issues, planning for a recession, and much more. This episode is part one of three, and all discussions are intended to be highly relevant to family businesses, but also entrepreneurs of all types. So be sure to follow Radio Entrepreneurs on LinkedIn, YouTube, Spotify, or any of the other uh, platforms we stream on to catch the other segments as they go live. Before we get into the discussion, allow me to introduce our panelists quickly. Today, we have two returning panelists that you should know well. Stephen Wilchins, founding partner at Wilchins, Cosentino, and Novins, and Rich Hershen, partner at Gray, Gray, and Gray. Welcome back, Stephen and Rich. Thank you. Good to be here. Next, I'm excited to introduce a new guest on our panel, David Santos, a senior vice president and regional portfolio advisor at the Northern Trust Company. David brings 25 plus years of experience advising ultra high net worth clients on investment policy, the asset allocation, portfolio construction, and security selection. Prior to joining Northern Trust, David worked at Putnam Investments for 18 years as a senior portfolio manager and managing director for the large cap growth team based in Boston. Welcome, David. Good morning. Finally, I'd like to introduce our panel's moderator, radio entrepreneur's host and CEO of Mage LLC, Jeffrey Davis. Welcome, Jeffrey. I'll hand the conversation over to you. Thank you, Nathan. And welcome everyone. I know it's been a very busy time and we're all inundated with data about this economy and how to deal with it. So let me open it up and anybody can feel free to put up their hand or speak in any way they want. Let's start with inflation. Uh, you know, inflation is a very sticky subject. Uh, how do you see it playing out and affecting entrepreneurs for the remainder of 2022 and maybe going into 2023? Anybody want to take a, take a stab at that? Sure. I, I would say from an, um, from an investment standpoint, as, as we look at inflation, it's the number one problem uh, issue in the market right now. Um, and I think we've been through an environment where last year at this time, inflation was creeping up and, and everybody was talking about it being short term in nature related to supply chain issues and whatnot um, that were um, playing out post covid um, and then woke up at the end of this last year and understanding that it was going to be much more extensive, much longer lasting and having dramatic impact on policy decisions that were unfolding here in 2023. And so I think the, the big question is, when does it start to abate? And I think our, our best guess right now is not into probably mid-23, where we start to see inflationary pressures start to um to, re, to, re, to decline to some extent. Um, and as it affects businesses, it's, it's been, a, a, I think, a particular challenge from a labor cost perspective, uh, an input cost perspective, where costs are rising across the board and the challenge of companies managing those increases uh, uh, while still running their business and maintaining profit margins is, is, is I think, uh, a unique challenge that's out there right now. So just to add to your uh, response, David, before the others, uh... If you're looking at mid 2023, you're talking about this carrying through the midterm elections, which could have an effect. So I, I think at some point, 
uh, that can be addressed too, because that's going to affect everything as well. I don't know if you want to address that now, or do you want to just? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's um, it's a it's a major problem for um, the Democrats right now um, in power, um, and and uh, the perception that that's having a negative impact on popularity polls that are out there right now that have continued to to be um, you know sinking. Um, and that's that's uh, you know likely to affect change uh, come November, uh, in 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 the in, in the uh, certainly the composition of the House and the Senate, um, for sure. Um, and I think that's why you see President Biden and Democrats in general, really trying to get out in front of this this issue, um, trying to enact you know uh, programs that are going to provide support to uh, lower income individuals in this country who are, who are being hit hard right now by the inflationary surge as it relates to energy prices, food prices, and whatnot. So it's a very, very challenging issue for um, the Democrats right now heading into those midterms. I think the, the issue, though, like the gas tax, I think is a more of a gimmick. And I think it will be very challenging for the, for the Biden administration to get a hold of it. I think there are a number of issues that people feel are important to get a handle on. One is the tariffs, in particular China. Dealing with the tariffs has created a huge influx of pricing for our supply chain. The second issue, I think, is the Trump tax impact, the tax proposals. I think it should be brought down a little in control. I think it was out of control. And so I think that has created a huge amount of demand. Another issue is the pharmaceutical uh, medicine and the costs of medicine that go throughout the economy, dealing with Medicare. And the other issue is freeing up a little more energy. I think those three or four areas would help on a macro level reduce the pressure that businesses have and that would help us move forward. I think that makes sense. And, and talking to my clients, their number one issue, and it seems to be across the board, is finding people. Um, the labor market's very tight and it's very costly. And I think, you know, the workers are in a very good place and, you know, they're complaining about inflation and their costs are going up. And then they're asking for more money from employers and employers, you know, are doing it because they want to keep the workers because it's so hard to replace. So the biggest impact I'm seeing that inflation's having is, is on labor costs. I think that's true. Uh, you know, the, my second question is about the Fed and where do you think they're going with current policy? I mean, I think that's where I'm hearing the most criticism from uh, both of my Republican and Democrat friends is, does the Fed really have a handle on this or are they just hanging on to the tail of the, do of the running dog? Uh, anybody have thoughts about that as well? Uh, yes, I think um, clearly the Fed was behind the curve and there were a lot of um, really smart um, investment minds that were basically screaming out this time last year for the Fed to get on the case and start to raise rates and, um, and uh, you know, start to unwind their balance sheet much earlier than they, than they had. Uh, they waited till the end of the year. They're now behind the curve and they're trying to catch up. And I think there's a, there's a, a significant amount of concern that the Fed having come late to the party are now potentially going to overdo it on, on this, you know, now this, this uh, united front to, to cool inflation. 
Um, you know, we're looking at after having already had 75 basis points rate increase last month, another 75 over the next two months, and then uh, into the later stage of the year, 25 basis points a month into the end of the year. That's a significant amount of tightening. And the big question is, uh, uh, and I think you're hearing this every day now, um, the drumbeat of, you know, are we going to, the risk of recession is in increasing dramatically. And I think, um, you know, I think most strategists out, now, out there now think that by this time next year, in mid-23, we are likely to enter into a recessionary environment as the Fed continues to put the hammer down on trying to cool inflation. And, and so I think there's a, a real a concern about uh, Fed policy right now. And I think that's why you see this increased level of uncertainty in the markets. And, and just to touch upon the other sort of um, side of that uh, policy debate is the fiscal policy, right? We had a tremendous amount of stimulus that was put into the system uh, a year and two ago, two ago, and um, and it's and it's abated. But now, as recently as this week, what's happening in this economic dynamic is that is that the the, the money flowing into the state and federal coffers just over the over the transom right now. Um, state of California is an example. I think announced this week that they're going to be sending out checks to 17 million families, ranging from 200 to 1,000 uh, dollars. Just sending out checks um, that basically is redistributing the surplus that they now have back into the hands of, of individuals. State of Massachusetts, I think Charlie Baker has been talking about coming up with some type of program uh, as well. And, and what that is, is that's fiscal stimulus that's being added to this inflationary fire. Um, and so there are those who are saying they're doing this at the wrong time. So it's, it's, it's really, we're in a, a very um, difficult spot right now where you have inflation continuing to remain elevated at a time when the Fed is putting the brakes on the economy. So there's really this race to, um, to see if, if growth subsides more quickly than inflation or not. Um, and, and I think that's just uh, confounding the policymakers uh, at the moment. Thank you, Dave. Anybody else? I agree with Dave with what he said. I think that clearly the signs are recession where you know, the odds are most people, most CEOs are predicting that we're entering into the recessionary period. Um, and so I guess the question is, well, what, how do you plan going forward after that? Um, and so you know, strategies that businesses need to start thinking about. And you know what Rich said about the labor, I think that's going to correct itself. I think that the issue of tight uh, spiraling of employee costs is going to start to subside because you're starting to see layoffs in a number of companies, in particular the retail area and you know some of the banking area and some other areas that are starting to be impacted. So I think that that inflationary pressure of the wages may subside. As, as we go into this recession. That's a, that's a good thing, among other things. Everything has to balance out. There have been some, all of a sudden, the last 10 days, some big layoffs that have been announced. Uh, Rich, did you want to add to this topic before I give us a little pivot? No, I think they, they've their thoughts are great. I agree. Okay, good. Well, this whole section has been on for, the forecast. Uh, 
Let's talk a little bit about China. You know, uh, America adapting to another economic giant, I think is something that America is trying to do. But now with the outbreak of COVID again in China, uh, supply chain issues, how do we expect that to continue to affect uh, entrepreneurs? We've seen this, you know, these three things, the inflation, we've seen the gas crisis, uh, now we have the interest rates, and now all of us, and we still have supply chain issues. So anybody want to take a stab at that as well? I've seen that from my clients. It's been very problematic for planning. Yeah, I, I would say on China, what we are seeing is, um, and I think they made an announcement yesterday um, about easing some of the restrictions um, for length of um, quarantine and whatnot. It appears, um, and we're seeing this in the data, so China's economy went into a period of slowing over probably the last three months or so as they got into the, you know, the lockdown um, regime that they were initiating. And over really the last couple of weeks, um, we've seen them start to back off in, in, with some of the restrictions. And in particular, I think they, they tried to in this, in this, this, these last several months to protect sort of the manufacturing side of the economy from um, some of the quarantine impacts. So we've seen the economic data there start to snap back in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and that would clearly be positive for, you know, the easing of some of the supply chain pressures that have been experienced over the last couple of months. Um, so I think what was a, a more of a negative, um, you know, a month or two ago now appears to be abating to a certain extent. And that's, that's great news um, on that front. So I think we'll, we'll see um, some supply chain relief um, as we look into this later in the summer here and into the fall. I think also with that, you know, as I mentioned previously, the tariffs are an impact with China dramatically. And the other issue with the supply chain, I think there are a number of companies that are starting to rethink about China with regards to uh, manufacturing. And they're thinking about, you know, bringing the supply chain back closer to the United States or to a friendlier nation where they have a better a chance of obtaining all the materials. So I think that also you're seeing that with a number of companies starting to seek other alternative places to, to manufacture. And I think also that will also alleviate some of the labor costs that they're experiencing in China. The other thing I wanted to mention on China, impacting the US, we deal a lot with a number of Asians that are from China and um, the monetary issue restrictions are substantial. They can't get the money out of the country to bring it, say, to the United States. That has been a big impact for a number of, like, I know the clients that we have dealt with, uh, the money transfer, especially going to Hong Kong and then coming from Hong Kong to the U.S. There has been substantial restrictions on, on that. I don't know when that's going to ease off. Does anyone know anything about it with regards to when the easing will happen on the monetary policy? No? Okay. No, I, I know um, other than the fact that it's an idea that's being floated. Um, I don't know if there's any concrete action that's been talked about. 
And I agree with what you said, Stephen, that I think companies are starting to look at other places to manufacture than China. I think that's going to take some time, though, before they can really move. And so, you know, in the media, Jeff, you know, you said it right between Ukraine and supply chain issues and uh, COVID and, you know, inflation. It's just all these things are contributing to inflation in some way or another. So the longer there's or the more outbreaks are in China and the impact, you know, even small disruptions to the manufacturing in China are, are having a ripple effect. So, um, you know, I'm glad to hear that they're, they're trying to do some things and maybe it's not going to be as bad, but I think anything is, I think it's pretty fragile right now. So, so uh, my last question, uh, just to be uh, to pile on, uh, you know, I grew up in the food distribution business and my father used to say to me, I can always feel the next storm when commodity prices start to go up uh, mm-hmm. and he would watch, you know, grain and coffee and sugar. These were his indicators. And he was always right as I was watching him over the years, watching these commodities go up. And now we're looking at the Ukraine war uh, European and, and what's going on in Europe. And I just heard some announcements from England today about energy. Uh, but this whole grain shortage, I think, is going to start to play its way out in the fall. Does anybody else think that this is going to be a dramatic effect on people? I mean, grain is the staple of cheap food in our economy uh, mm. and not just our economy, but others. And yeah. that's, you know, that's the masses. So that too can affect business. Restaurant industry, just about the largest employer in the country. So the Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia supply probably about 25% of the wheat, 60% of the sunflower oil, probably 40% of the barley throughout the world. And I think that's going to have a huge impact. And Russia also supplies a major exporter of fertilizer. And that also is going to be a tremendous impact in regards to how um, you know, through the food chain from, because, you know, farmers need fertilizer to grow their products. And the other major issue with this Ukraine situation is Russia has exports to a number of people, minerals, special minerals, precious minerals that we all need for manufacturing, like platinum and titanium and things like that. So that's also going to be a huge impact that's flowing through the economic cycle. Yeah, I think the other the other side of that too is that, uh, and you're hearing a lot more of this in the in the press these days, is that you know the, a major food crisis is is upon us, and the um, the risks associated with that are not not only is it economic risk of um, of uh, prices rising the way that they are, but there's also this notion of social unrest that will erupt uh, around it. Um, you know, and I think, you know, I, I heard this morning about Egypt and Tunisia um, rely so heavily on Ukrainian exports of, of wheat. And, and, and this is something that we have to keep a, a close eye on um, in this chess game between, you know, what the Russians are trying to accomplish and the leverage that they have um, to um, affect certain outcomes. Um, it's a very, very dangerous situation any way you look at it. And, and it's truly global, as, 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 as you noted, um, because there are all, a lot of third world countries that rely you know, so heavily on, on these exports and, and the pricing increasing the way that it, it has is just very, very um, uh, disheartening at the moment, for sure. 
Well, you know, uh, again, if you want to see social unrest, this is, you know, you get to people's stomachs and the feeding of their homes and their families. Uh, Nathan, we've come to the end of this segment. I'm going to invite back our producer, Nathan Gobes. Uh, our next segment is going to be on uh, leadership actions today. Nathan, I'm turning it over to you. Thank you, Jeffrey. Yeah, that was some really interesting conversation on inflation and uh, all the related forecasting towards it. Uh, that wraps up part one of this summer 2022 edition of the FBA Family uh, Business Panel discussion. Thank you to all our listeners and viewers that have tuned in for this first segment. Uh, the links will be provided below in the YouTube video to parts two and three to hear the rest of the discussion. So please be sure to subscribe to Radio Entrepreneurs if you're on YouTube or follow if you're on one of the podcast platforms. Uh, if you're a fan of our videos, please also like, comment, share, subscribe, and press that bell button. Uh, it helps immensely. Radio Entrepreneurs is also highly active on LinkedIn, so be sure to follow our page there for more business advice and discussions. Until next time, goodbye and thanks for listening. We'll be back with more on Radio Entrepreneurs.